Welcome to Craft Heads Podcast, episode 100. First take. Mm. Do you guys like the new equipment? It sounds so much better, man. Uh, Tommy and I just had a moment while we were setting up, and we it sounded so much better that we were like embarrassed. Like, oh, we should have done this forever ago. Yeah. So we've been saying that we had a surprise ready for you on episode 100, and we've been saying we, we were going to do this for a long time. We finally got really good recording equipment and we hope this is nicer on your ears now yeah it's all for you you know uh i I think i've mentioned a few times uh joe lazara a few that we were eventually gonna have him on the podcast sadly we didn't in the first 100 episodes maybe in the next 100 episodes he was (laughs) oh yeah yeah he was uh he was uh recorded didn't know he would be on the podcast but um he, uh, him and his buddy, Sean, I think I mentioned on an earlier episode, they started a podcast and they have really good equipment. We are way behind. And, the and he, he was like showing us up on his inaugural episode, Yeah, but we did start a long time ago, two years. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with it. Thanks for everybody who stuck with us until now, but there is a, we are ushering in a new era of craft heads podcast and here it is. Welcome. Welcome. Hope you enjoy. And, um, let's get to it. Tommy, tell the new listeners what we do. Uh, if this is your first time, this is a podcast where my best friend and I of 20 years get together like once a week, I would say, sometimes twice a week, sometimes once every two weeks. Yeah. But uh, whenever we do, we bring each other a crafty new drink of some so- of some kind, uh, cocktail, beer, wine, sometimes food, and we try it together on air. We talk about it, tell uh, everybody what we like give love to the local businesses that provided this cocktail or idea for cocktail. And then we do a topic. And uh, today we got two drinks and a topic that I don't know about. Yes. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's something I've had a little bit more time to think about. And it was actually spurred on by something else I was doing the other day. And and we'll get into all that. But yeah, we'll, this is probably going to be a slightly longer one because episode 100, it's a fun celebration. And that's why we have two drinks. So you introduce the first one, Tommy, and then I'll do the second one because that's my baby. Okay. Um, Well, you brought both of them. So just jump in if you need to at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know really anything about it. (laughs) Well, actually, another interesting thing about this beer that I'm about to tell you all about, um, Alex said that this is his favorite brewery on a couple episodes ago. Yeah, and then I, I fixed it immediately. Oh, okay. It's like, not... I, I said like Scofflaw was pretty high up there, but yeah. Creature Comforts is very awesome. Creature Comforts, and this is the Athena, which is a Berliner Weiss, and um, it's apparently, according to Alex, it's a little more sour than a, a typical Berliner Weiss. It straight up tastes like a Goza to me, but it's not. Uh, I, I don't even know... So, like Berlin wheat ale is what they're saying, but it says German style tart wheat ale, and it it very much just tastes like a sour in a good way. I really enjoy it. So let's begin with the the Athena. Okay. Cheers, homie. Oof. I wonder if that was super loud as well. Doesn't it taste like a sour? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a good refreshing drink after uh, the experience you and I had about an hour ago. Yeah. Oh, oh, hold on. We got to talk about that. That's right. Yeah. It. I would describe it as a beery sour. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it, it's, it's a sour with a good, it's a refreshing sour. Yeah. Because I definitely have had some sours where I'm just like, this is, this is tough to get down. Almost but like this a is, warhead. Mm-hmm. 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 All right, so. 
good beer. Thanks, Creature Comforts. Great stuff. That's actually the second time I've I've had that beer, so it, it made an impact on me. And then before we move into the topic, we have to tell you a little bit about Tommy and Claire invited Tara, myself, and James over to do the a hot ones challenge. I mean, that wasn't the only thing that we were going to do. And really that was just for me and Tommy, but mm-hmm. we did an, an official hot ones challenge. Tommy got all of the sauces from season 11, season 11. And just take it from there, man. Yeah. So we, we did that. We kind of did a, a mini hot ones challenge just a couple episodes ago. Again, yes. we're kind of keeping the theme moving forward recently. Um, but the, that was only three sauces, and the normal episode, they do 10 hot sauces of progressively hotter wings. And uh, I finally just took the plunge and bought $100, $120 worth of hot sauce. Yes. Uh, and uh, I we coated some wings, and just we initially thought that Alex and I were going to take our time between every wing because we were also eating pizza at the same time. But once we got in the flow, we just, we just ran down the line. And um, we... Uh, I see a lot of celebrities struggle around six. Uh, you and I didn't struggle until the eighth hottest hot sauce, and it was the one I thought that we were going to struggle on. Yeah. And we didn't just struggle; we we suffered. I'll I'll say the only one that was even hot was seven and above. Seven mm-hmm. was hot, but it was, it was still very good. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed two of the first six to the point where I was like, "Oh, that's different, unique, whatever." And it wasn't just like, "Oh, this isn't." Hot or interesting or whatever. There were only two in that pile. But then seven was a good mix of heat and flavor. And then, like as Tommy said, I don't care what anybody says, eight is objectively hotter than all of the rest, including the last stab. Mm-hmm. And what's it called? Da Bomb? Da Bomb. And yeah. you told da me- Da Bomb Beyond Insanity. It has notoriety as all the celebrities were like, that was way hotter. Mm-hmm. And seriously, I mean, it was burning hot for a good- two to three minutes maybe and that was while we were drinking like almond milk to try and chill it out and everything uh, i would give it a full five minutes of uncomfort yeah yeah uh tommy was discomfort tommy was pacing i think it hit you a uh, hair harder mm-hmm. but my nose was a faucet mm-hmm. i mean it got to a point where it was just like pouring water out of my nose yeah it was really intense also i'm not giving props to the company it is not a good hot sauce. It mm. actually tastes like shit. It doesn't even taste good. <laughs> I will give them props for the fact that I hate whenever you look at a hot sauce bottle and it has like an atomic bomb on it. And they're like, this is crazy. And, you're, and it's not hot at all. Yeah, that's this, bullshit. This was horrible. Yeah. This was the hottest hot sauce I've ever had. Like, for example, the the actual, the number nine hot sauce, which is called the Widowmaker, yeah. it says heat level 15 out of 10. Right. Which would, it's implying it's not handleable. Yeah. And it was nothing. But... We also need to maybe take a step back and try that again mm-hmm. when we didn't just do the bomb right before it. Yes, that's the thing. I'm sure those last two are hot. Matter of fact, I've had the last ab with Tommy, the, the top one, and it is, it's extremely hot. And it also has the, uh, oh, what's the word? Horseradish? I- isothiocyanide, si- something like that. Oof. Shit. Oof. I- wait, isothiocyanin. Iso- isothiocyanin. She, Tara said cyanate. I Thanks, Roz. Hey, thank you, Roz. But um, <laughs> that's that's the burning hot that you get from things like horseradish. It's completely different from hot sauce. And I get a little bit of both in the mm-hmm. last dab. Like it, it had a really weird effect on me last time. I kind of loved it. My arms went numb. But anyways, <laughs> Da Bomb was just just punishment. And having the last two after that, 
I couldn't even sense any heat from them because mm-hmm. I the residual declining heat from Da Bomb was still hotter than the peak of the following two. Yeah. It was just it was retarded. I I feel great right now, but I mm. my lips still have a slight tingle to them. And and it's not uncomfortable at all. It's just like right on the edges, yeah. you know. I I can tell that I had hot sauce earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like an hour ago at this point. Yeah, it definitely least. was. <laughs> so we we did a, a homemade hot ones. Thank you, Spitter. That was a a really fun uh, experience and challenge. Yeah. Especially because of that dickhead. I love debunk. hosting hot sauce challenges for people or just whenever people are over just being like, Hey, do you want to try some really hot, hot sauce? So yeah. if you're into that thing and you're at my house, please ask. Exactly. He bought it for a reason. And James, for the record, got through one through five yeah. with, with no issue, but they're, they're not hot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> six and above, they, they start building, but even six and seven, we're just like, uh, whatever. So that was it. Yeah, well, that was one of the reasons why you came over today. Uh, there was three three real reasons. One was to record episode 100. Correct. One was to do the Hot Ones Challenge. Correct. And the third one, Alex, uh, I had him try VR. I bought... Nice. You didn't even realize where I was going I with completely that, forgot. Yeah, I was trying to think of the third thing. <laughs> um, for my birthday, which is April 9th, and today is the 24th, I guess... Um, well, actually, I didn't even actually get the Oculus until about a week ago. Um, Claire bought it for me for my birthday. I've been wanting one for a while. And uh, Alex and Tara and James have never done VR, so I wanted to introduce them. Uh, Alex got played about 10 minutes worth. Tell me your thoughts. First of all, I was impressed. Yeah. I think I'm glad I waited this long. This was my first time I've done VR. Like, most people who who do any level of gaming like have tried it at a Best Buy kiosk or something. I've never experienced it at all whatsoever. I was very skeptical of it, and in fact, I always heard like early on it was like pretty bad. You know what I mean? It was it was a joke. But I was the first thing I experienced was just like this quick ping pong whatever, which it was fun and gimmicky. It's like I can't imagine actually playing it with any regularity. Mm-hmm. It's it was just like oh wow, this actually it does feel like ping pong. Mm-hmm. So that was the first thing. By the way, I'm blind as a bat, have a terrible prescription, did not have contacts in, and I can confirm, at least with Oculus, if you have bad eyes, despite it being right there in front of you, it still will, you still can't see everything perfectly. Good news, I put my glasses on, which are kind of large, and I was fine. Mm-hmm. So there was some mild discomfort after like a half an hour of playing, but um, that that was cool to get warmed up for sure, to experience like the weighty, the quote unquote weightiness of, of what you're working with. And then... The next thing I did was the ocean one, mm-hmm. which, what was it called? Uh, ocean oh, Rift. It was uh, Ocean Rift, I think. Okay, that's close enough. Yeah. And I'm sure anybody who's done VR is probably familiar with it. Tommy said it was kind of stupid, no, but... No, nobody's familiar with this. Nobody knows about this game. Oh, really? I'm, I'm sure it's it's so nothing. It's okay. just like, it's an experience. It's one of the VR experiences. It's not really a game. Well, and that's the thing. That's I am more interested in the experience aspect than than gaming, per se. So... As soon as Tommy explained it, he was like, oh, it's lame. Tara and I, like, that That sounds amazing. You know, you can go to the bottom of the ocean, like, check shit out. Or, like, you pick a sea creature, like, in a in a wheel of, of a selection that is surrounding you. And you'll basically be exposed to it. So if you pick manatees, you'll be in the middle of the ocean. And manatees come up, swim, swim next to you, whatever. And even the manatee, as it got closer, I experienced, it made me a little uncomfortable. I was yeah. like, this is, it feels very real. Yeah. And then I saw a great white shark 
And me, typical Alex, I was like, zero to 100, let's do this. And it puts you in a, a, a steel cage, you know, like divers use. And it was it was a little uh, disconcerting mm-hmm. is a, definitely a good word for it. Um, and then even like going all, all the way down to the, to the bottom or just looking beneath me to see ocean and bottomless water. Like it, it's weird. Yeah. It is, it's good enough to make you feel uncomfortable. That's the best way I can describe it. How was your, um, your, I, I want to use the word vertigo, but what was your equilibrium during the so, experience? Those two weren't as bad, but I did notice pretty early on that my body didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was like, what the fuck yeah. is this? This is weird. And I'm a big believer in listening to my body. Mm-hmm. And I know you can talk more about this on your experience. I know you're sort of trying to like master it and get past it. Mine is sort of like, my body says this is weird and unnatural. Mm-hmm. So I'm like kind of not interested in continuing with it. But I did. I had to pay, play Pavlov, mm-hmm. which Tommy and I, there's a bunch of videos on YouTube and shit that we think are hilarious about these guys playing Pavlov. And I think one of the things that makes it so good is when you're watching it on a screen, not actually experiencing the VR, it looks so bad that it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And Pavlov's a first person shooter, by the way. It's like you kind of, you hold weapons in. To use that weapon, it's not that you're just clicking a trigger and your and your gun shoots. You actually have to pull a magazine out, put it into the gun, you know, cock the gun, pull the trigger, and like you feel the kickback and you shoot and, and everything is very realistic. It's very well done. All in the same sentence, all that stuff is well <laughs> done. Moving and shit like sometimes makes you want to vomit. I mean, like immediately, you're like, wow, I feel sick from that one movement. Mm-hmm. But uh Tommy showed me how you can like fight zombies on one thing. And, you know, I was interested in trying that, but he warned me. He said it makes you feel like shit because it was like one of the jerkiest things. And I had a lot of fun doing it. It like I got because I I wanted to be scared. I wanted to feel that what it's like to have those things rushing out. And it is weird. Mm-hmm. And even though I enjoyed it, I started sweating profusely, and mm-hmm. not because I was like swinging around. It's it's seriously my body is like this is you are doing something unnatural right now. And yeah. I couldn't, I can't see myself spending a lot of time doing these right now. It well, freaks me out. Well, that's just like pretty much how I've handled everything in my life. For example, when in college, when I got, um, when I got diagnosed with a barley allergy and my doctor said, don't drink beer anymore. And you I were was like, like, okay, I was like, fuck you. I, I love beer and I'm going to continue drinking yeah. it. And I drank my way through my barley allergy and I don't have it anymore. It's the same thing with VR. Like I, I've always been, I've, I'm not like super prone to motion sickness, but I don't like motion sickness either. Mm-hmm. I'm not like right. seeking it out. But now that I have this thing that I really enjoy and I'm getting a little bit of motion sickness from it, I'm like, no, I'm dominating this. I don't want to feel this. And I think eventually it'll help me, you know, when I'm going to like theme parks and stuff, maybe like riding roller coasters with maybe. my kids in the next five to 10 years of my life. I, I don't want to be that person that's like, I can't do roller coasters. You oh, know, I like, agree with you there. Yeah, I yeah. want to beat all that stuff, and I, I want to beat this. I think that's a noble way of looking at it. It's, but VR specifically for me, it's I'm gonna let you be the guinea pigs <laughs> that like get all the because I, all I can think of is like, what's this gonna do to my eyes in a year? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I mean, I remember the Nintendo 3DS. Whenever you crank the 3D, the stereoscopic or stereoscopic, whatever it is. Uh, image effect up. I, I think it was actually messing with the development of kids eyes mm-hmm. using it. And I'm just, it's too new a technology for me. I'm 
glad you're enjoying it. I am definitely impressed with it. I think it's really cool. And even if you only try it, I would recommend, because again, the very first time something came at me, it was weird how real it felt. Especially those zombies sprinting at yeah. you because they have very realistic faces. They're not like, they like take real people's faces, put them on these models, and then these models are running at you with real yeah. faces. So it was definitely a weird experience. But um, something I wanted to talk about regarding VR is that before I bought the Oculus a few months ago, I watched a video. It got kind of famous. This guy ended up doing a TED Talk on it. He lived in virtual reality for a week. Oh. Like, he only kept the, the oh, goggles no. on for a week. <laughs> and, like, when he went to bed, he would take it off, but, like, put another mask on. So all he saw was VR. All he saw for for literally seven days times 24 hours mm. was VR. And um and I can't remember exactly how the video went, but um it was really it was just a very interesting like to hear him talk about it. Like he had checkpoints where he every hour he would update people on how he's feeling, and he's like, I feel very depressed. But he was like, I, you know, I started like playing social games where I was interacting with other people, and it was and I felt better. I would play games where I was going out into nature and meditating in nature, and it and I felt fine, you know. But then there were days that. I was really depressed again. You know, it was like all over the place. So if you're interested in that, oh. take just, it's like 10 minutes. It's a good video. I, I will, I would love to watch that. Boy, does that, that makes me uncomfortable just thinking about it. Yeah. Oh my God. I, there's no way I could do that. Absolutely no way. Uh, so those were the three reasons why you came over today. Uh, VR. Exactly. <laughs> hot ones. And now episode 100, which, uh, I'm ready for the next drink, and then we can get into the actual topic if that, you'd like to. That sounds awesome. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Okay. So this is uh, whenever I, I recently went through a another career switch. It's like the thirtieth one of my life so far, <laughs> and, and it's it's an amazing with thirty job. more to go probably exactly. And I, I was waiting for um, the I was waiting just to sort of get back on my feet and get everything. Uh, into a swing of things with, you know, just having regular income as opposed to one that sort of goes up and down depending on like client activity and things like that. And I was like, as soon as I do that, I'm going to treat myself to a really nice Japanese whiskey that I saw, don't laugh, at Costco. <laughs> it's not one of the bullshit Kirkland Signature spirits. It's, you know, it's actually uh, from a a distillery, uh, Ka- Kaikyo, it looks like, from the Yonazawa family. Uh, anybody who knows me knows I absolutely love Japanese whiskey. It's, it's my favorite. If I got to pick, it's my favorite kind of whiskey for sure. And this is small batch Hatazaki, which, uh, you know, they have like, there's just like regular blended whiskey. There's uh, pure single malts. There's small batch. So this is like the middle of the road, really, really solid stuff. And I know technically this isn't Tommy's uh, first trying of it because we had one before the podcast. I had some yesterday. But it's uh, it's forty six percent, so it's, it's pretty ninety two percent. Yeah, exactly. Like I said earlier, Durr. Uh, but there's just something special about Japanese whiskey. I love I love the way that when it's done right, it almost feels watery in your mouth, mm-hmm. and then the fire is ignited immediately as soon as you swallow it. And it's just it's a wonderful experience. That's that was a really good explanation for Japanese whiskey. I um I agree with that one hundred percent. It's there's. It's so weird. Like the idea of swishing Jack in my mouth makes me want to kill myself. Mm-hmm. But this, I can do it easily. And then there's a bonfire immediately. And I just, <laughs> I really love it. But this is the. Uh, Speaking of, we're going to have to do a bonfire after this too. Yes, we are. 
This is the save our progress, Dark Souls. <laughs> this is the like the lightest one that I've seen of all the Japanese whiskeys I've had, and I I think it's absolutely delightful. I'm I think this was worth every penny. This this is like a a well at Costco it's like a fifty dollar bottle, um, a little bit more expensive if you get it like at a normal um, liquor store or something. I think Tower. Yeah, exactly. Uh, did I ever tell you the story about having going to a Japanese whiskey bar when I was in Japan? Ooh, I don't know if you have but now would be the time to bring that up <laughs> it's a quick one it's yeah, not crazy long it. when i was in japan with cj and spencer uh we went to we one night we were just up you know the the 14 hour difference was is tough on your body what finish and then i'll <laughs> jump in okay sure so uh we i think we were up at like you know midnight one night and we were like wow we're not going to bed anytime soon so we decided to try to find a japanese whiskey bar like specifically for uh-huh. japanese whiskey and we went into this place that was supposedly super well known and we expected it to be absolutely packed we were literally the only three people in there and we went up to the bar and we were like all right well let's just go straight to-. we thought we were gonna like sit down and get a full experience but we were like let's just go to the bar and like chat with the japanese bartender sure who didn't barely spoke any English and we just kind of went down the whiskey list that was in the middle tier of a section of the bar. It wasn't like top tier liquor. It wasn't low tier. And we were just like, let's just go to the mid tier. And that's where I had Habiki for the first sure. time and all that. Um, and she, they poured it in these glasses, the nice. ones that you're drinking out of right here. And, um, and, and I remember we were spending like, you know, the equivalent of 10 to 12 American dollars for, basically this much that as much as you have in there now which is like a half a shot that's really expensive it was super and but we were just like already there we didn't want to try to find anything else we were just like let's just enjoy the experience you know they brought us like a little bit of popcorn or something that was like your treat yeah exactly but um we had some of the some of the you know the best whiskeys in the world japanese whiskeys in the world there uh supposedly and it was it was it was just another one of those Weird things that you just find yourself yeah. falling into whenever you're traveling abroad. Well, and anybody who's listened to previous episodes where either of us talk about travel, and, and Tara's been on a couple of times talking about it, that is how I love to travel, is mm-hmm. to just fall into things. Mm-hmm. And the reason I made that crazy expression at you earlier, Tommy, is you might not even remember, but uh, I'll just refresh everybody. And if you if you look back on the Patreon updates that we've sent out, there was a picture that I, it was like a spring update that I sent, I think in 2019 and I'm wearing the out of office sweatshirt that was at a Japanese whiskey bar because Tara and I, our sleep schedules were so fucked when we were over there. And one day we had this huge, uh, breaded pork, uh, tonkatsu, right? Meal. Tonkatsu. Yeah. 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 And, and we just pat PTFO'd for like eight hours in the middle of the day woke up at like 11 and it was like well we might as well go do something and we we did the jap we did japanese whiskey flights i mean mm-hmm. it was just so we had a real similar experience there and can't be no coincidence knowing you and me <laughs> are you ready to move on to the topic yeah let's okay. hear it so Bruh. my my little preamble is that i gotta poop like bad <laughs> i don't know well i can wait until the end okay leave it in <laughs> <laughs> okay i will so my my one thing that I that I hate about podcasting is you know obviously it's great that it's not live because you can if you like really fuck up or if you have to change something you can but you always find yourself thinking like 
ah, oh, I wish I had said this, or I I would have answered differently. Or I whatever. think you find yourself doing that a lot more than I do. Yeah, it, well, it's it's especially for the. It's not like from the for the run of the mill episodes. It's a it's a lot of the older episodes where we might have asked each other more like pointed the questions. good questions. Exactly, <laughs> when we had good questions. That's why I wanted to get back to one. Okay, and it sucks because I'm putting you on the spot, but okay. it's a really good example because. It'll, it'll like show like the difference between the answers. But uh, one example I remember that haunts me was you talking. I think you asked me if I could like talk to anybody living or dead mm-hmm. or interview somebody on the podcast. Who would it be? And I gave these like. They were generic answers. Yeah, exactly. You felt they were generic. They, exactly. There were. First of all, Donald Trump was in there, which I don't know why anybody wouldn't want to talk to him because it's Don, like he's the most famous person in the world. Regard, yeah. Love or hate him. Which was fine, but then I randomly said like Donald Fagan from Steely Dan. I think I said Frankie Valley from Donald Faison. I mean, from uh, Scrubs. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I, that's all interesting, but I just running down the list. I was thinking to myself, like from a film perspective, Quentin Tarantino and David Lynch. Mm-hmm. I would kill to have a conversation with them. Musical perspective, David Bowie. Mm-hmm. And you know what my biggest category is? Hmm. Comedians. Okay, I'd want to talk to John Cleese from Monty Python, Dave Chappelle, Bill Burr, Jerry Seinfeld, and Larry David. And then, like, historical figures or, or more importantly, eccentric figures, Elon Musk, Edward Snowden, Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. Wim Hof, and then, like, historical, George Washington, Abe Lincoln, Gandhi, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So I had to get all those off my chest. Okay. You finally did. A lo- yeah. <laughs> I've been harboring this for a long time. <laughs> so along that same vein, mm. I, I've been on a Twilight Zone kick lately. Mm-hmm. I, wa- I try and watch one every night before I go to bed. and it's like, I'd rather die. Oh, it's so good. No, I'm, <laughs> what? I was trying to answer your question preemptively. I feel like you're about to ask me something really strong. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no okay. it's, it's, it just sucks because you don't have a lot of time to think about this. Okay. The episode was season two, episode two, and a guy finds, well, I don't want to give you too much time to think. In the Twilight Zone, season two, episode two? So this is like really old. Oh, yeah, these are from the early 60s. Yeah. And the guy has access to a genie, and he says, you get four wishes. Mm -hmm. What would your four wishes be? Right off the bat, you want me to think of it right now? And your answers aren't going to be well thought out, or you Mm -hmm. might really hit some out of the park. But Mm -hmm. the key, while you're passively thinking, uh, first of all, please watch this episode. It's you know, 25 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And the guy who plays the genie is wicked cool. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know where they even found this weird. <laughs> he was really cool, but he kept emphasizing, like, you need to think about the consequences of your wishes. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you some examples once we have some answers of yours. But the point is, every wish you have, it's it can be anything you want. It can be material. It can be about, it can be totally fantastical. It can be a power. Anything you want. Mm-hmm. But you have to remember, you have to live with the consequences of your actions. So when you make your wish, maybe throw out a caveat, like, I wish I had X so long as Y. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I, I'm allowed to throw out the caveat? Yeah, of course. All so right. an, a roundabout question is, what do you want most out of life? I think yeah. you remember on the episode with Kurtz recently, episode 99, I told you, like, think about what you want most out of life. Because mm-hmm. obviously the wishes should serve those yes um well right off the bat i wish um i i feel like this is an inconsequential wish but something that i would that would make me really happy is i wish i was taller and if i had to specify an exact height i wish i was six one i like it 
Well, actually, I don't know. It might maybe taller just because then I, I no 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 six one's good. Six one or six two. This is perfect because <laughs> here's give me a, what's a consequence of me being taller. Uh, I can't give you a good one. Ah! No, I'm not saying that's a bad wish. My yeah. point is. If you thought about this for 24 more hours, mm-hmm. you would think that's a trivial thing and a wasted wish. Nope. I love that wish. <laughs> Good. Stick to it. I'm just saying me, I started off small. Uh-huh. Oh, this is a funny pun. Yeah. I started off small and then I started thinking bigger. Uh-huh. So that's a good one. One's gone. You have three left. Okay. Um, so I think the next thing that I would start thinking about is money. That's my number two. Yeah. Also. <laughs> um, and to make the matters the least complicated, I wish that... I I would win one lottery ticket a year that would give me $500,000. So you want a 500 a half million dollar annuity. Yes, but I don't know when it's coming. Okay. Yeah. So, so like so like I good. can't like plan around it or anything. It's just like, oh, I'll buy I'll buy the lottery ticket. Maybe it's going to happen today. Like I and love the it. only way I would know that I was going to get it is if it was December 31st Every and year. I hadn't won. That's the only time you play. Yeah. <laughs> I love that idea. Now let now the the deal is done. Boom. That's yeah. your wish. Okay. An example in the episode of The Twilight Zone, which it's a 60-year-old episode and it's 25 mm-hmm. minutes long. Spoiler alert. The guy wishes for a million dollars. And then he gives out all this money to the townsfolk and everything. Everybody's happy. It's beautiful. And then, of course, the hateful, hateful IRS shows up. Uh And they're like, you owe, this doesn't make sense, by the way, but they were like, you owe $960,000 on your taxes or whatever the number was. And he was like, we already gave away $60,000. And I can't remember what the exact math was, but they work it out. They get all the tax money together and then they wind up netting $5 which was <laughs> hilarious but that's that was one of the lessons that they they taught about the consequences so I won't spoil any more of the episode cuz it's really cool I love uh that whole episode it it had a great little twist but uh that's an example mm-hmm. don't forget you're not taking home 500,000 because you did not specify post tax dollars yeah yeah. So that you you'd be taking home like 300 maybe. Yeah, it's not like it's not like the whatever you receive you're going to see the effects of whatever whatever wish, Which wish is what you matters receive. Size. What yeah. you were saying is you want 500,000 in your account. Yeah. Yeah, so. So those are like the only two things that I've really like that I think about daily that I'm like, oh, I wish I could have this. I wish I could have this. You know, like money and and okay. a little bit more height. And really the height is and the only reason is because like I want to be able to go to concerts and not have to stand on my fucking tippy toes. <laughs> I love fuck that. Fuck this. Fuck this world and fuck that. Everybody that goes to concerts is tall. Why do short people not go to concerts anymore? It's true. Yeah. It's just like that. That's like how uh, Darwin is fucking up. You know, the short people is mm-hmm. it's like, how you have to be tall to see entertainment at, at a concert. If you want to be able to see your favorite bands, you must be taller. Yeah. Hey, think of how I feel. I'm. I'm two inches taller than mm-hmm. you, Max, I yeah. would say. I measured myself. I'm exactly 5'9". Oh, and I'm like a hair under 5'11", like yeah. three quarters or something. And then I live with two guys who are six, I think six and six one maybe, because John is a hair taller, right, Tara? Roz? John is six foot three. Yeah. John's think, six three. And I think James is yeah. six two. James okay. is almost six two. Yeah. yeah. So I, I live with tall boys all the time. Yeah. But it, it, it's and my friends have always been tall too. Yeah, so. you're the you're like I think the shortest the of my shortest, friends. Yeah, exactly. Of Maybe that's why friends. we're best friends is because yeah. short people stick together. Per, perhaps. <laughs> hey, you are now the second person who said that. Short yeah, people. I, <laughs> I literally a little shout out to uh, a guest I had on the show. 
his his name was Jed Drummond. It was the Brick Store episode. Okay. He was literally the first person in my life to refer to me. He was like, ah, oh, we're we were he, we were making a joke about something, mm-hmm. and he said, ah, oh, we're both short, <laughs> and I was like, you're not. I'm not. You're definitely I'm not, not short. I don't, <laughs> but. Literally the only person who ever said that. It it's really funny that like five ten is very average. Five nine is short. Yeah, which is really funny it's like, to me. Yeah, this is crazy <laughs> drop off. Yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, at five, almost eleven, I consider myself like totally average. Yeah, yeah. Five five eleven is probably the average number, Maybe. and then five ten is like ah, you can get away, and then five nine you're like oh, you're short as fuck. Yeah, exactly. So however that works, but so would you like me to? add to the conversation i'll tell you what my first two are then you can give me your last two and then i'll do my last two uh sure go ahead cool so i and i really have not spent a lot of time pouring over this but i again i had more time than tommy when i think about what i pray over every single time i pray the first thing before everything else is my health Mm -hmm. and, and then tara's health right after that but the way i view it like it's sort of like adjusting your mask on an airplane when you're going down. You have to adjust yours first to be able to help other people. Mm-hmm. So health is my, that's the thing I value and cherish most in, in this life. So here's the thing. I tried to lump it all into one big wish, and I don't know if it works that way. So I would have to ask for clarification from the genie. But I would want to be in tip-top physical and mental. So we're getting a little crazy here. <laughs> shape for me for myself and tara again now that's like now you're lumping into exactly so you get too much out of this wish i probably am so break that down however you wish but i know if you gave me a set of rules i would have to set priorities but that's what i would want is for our natural lives to have tip-top physical and mental health and acuity and i don't want to be superhuman i'm not asking to be taller anything like that i'm just uh, seriously, skip out on any flus, any uh, allergies, and when it's time for me to die, it's because I'm old as fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever, whatever it is. Like, Your brain can't keep up with Yeah, the, I don't know, because that's sort of, you know, like, I think anybody, any normal person wants to die in their sleep from heart failure when they're 90. So, mm-hmm. like, that's basically what I'm getting at. Die in your sleep, don't feel that you're dead, you exactly. just don't wake up. Or, yeah, or, like, fall and hit your head when you're 95, and it's like, then, whatever, mm-hmm. you know? But, so, number two is, I told you mine was money-related also, that's important, at least for us, but I, I too, did not just say, oh, I want infinite cash outright, or, oh, I want $10 million in my bank account. What I would want is the ability to conjure cash at will with no negative implications or consequences, <laughs> i.e. taxes. So the point is like if I just wanted to – if I were passing a homeless person and I just wanted to like snap my fingers have a $100 bill and give it to him, I can do that. If I want to go to the store and – or if I want to be a badass and go to a dealership and get a $80,000 Mercedes – I hand him a, a duffel bag full of cash. That'd be so fucking awesome. Unless you're thinking about living. <laughs> Exit wounds. And then <laughs> and, and then I have and or. So basically whatever works out when I clarify with the genie, basically a credit card that if I lose it, I can replace it. Mm-hmm. It's not the only one in existence. And I can swipe anything to it. Mm-hmm. So the point is there's no way for me to stack $20 million in my bank account. But if I want to fly to Japan tomorrow, swipe the credit card. If I want to get a 80 inch OLED TV, which I don't even give a shit about. But like the point is you just swipe it, you swipe it and there's Mm -hmm. no consequences. It gets paid for. 
You're good. So mm-hmm. that's my that was my health with caveats and money with caveats. You, you know, two more. Um, f- as far as the money situation goes, uh, I don't think I would choose your route, and that's yep. because I really enjoy budgeting. I do. Too. Oh, dude, <laughs> and you that would be out I the window too. for you, you. You are right; it would be out the window. But you know me, man. I think in another life, I was like a, a, a financial analyst or maybe like a financial planner. Cause mm-hmm. I love that shit. So you're, you're right. I'm actually depriving myself of that joy, but I'm also very lazy. Mm-hmm. So in that particular case, like just boom, you know, I, I don't know. It's that's why I like the lump sum every year for the rest of your life because really then good. you have, then you still have to budget. <laughs> that was really well thought out. Thanks. Like for your for quick, immediate thoughts. Yeah, for your immediate, th- like the whole once a year and you don't know when it's coming mm-hmm. and it's a half a mil. Really good. Yeah, thanks. Really good answer. Um, I, I don't I don't have an exact answer for number three, but I think I, th- I would go something health-related as well and just to make things interesting. I was thinking about like what if anybody who, like if I could make my house a healing zone, wherever, my, wherever I live, my domicile. Your home. My home heals me from whatever you know, wounds or, or ailments I'm having. And it keeps like, it, it stays that way. I did, you know, I, I don't know. Something interesting like that. It's like somebody has cancer. It's like, come on over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like come over to the healing it's, domicile. It's kind of video gamey. Yeah. It's like having, you're activating your healing ability and those in the aura surrounding you are healed. What, what was the, uh, the Pokemon center? Is it the Pokemon center? Yeah. Is that what it's yeah. called? We're Tara's nodding. Yeah. We're all of the <laughs> Pokemon get healed. Mm-hmm. Is the center? Yeah. So, like, I wish they could just put me on that conveyor belt and heal me. HPMP restored, bro. Yeah. Bruh. Done. So, that's number three for me. What was your number three? Uh, let me pour another nip of this fine Japanese whiskey for us both. Um, it's got to be something uh, personal, like mine was height-related. Do you, do you have anything like that? I actually... Not specifically like that. I guess... I Ooh, guess I just thought my fourth. I guess maybe number four will be related to that, but we'll see. But three would be... Having, so I didn't try and get too out of control with like a comprehensive wish. I was trying to think of something in terms of lifespan. Uh, obviously, I, I would I would like to live longer than 80, 90, 100 years, whatever God hopefully I'm blessed with. But, you know, I also don't want to be 100 and decrepit and like just literally existing and breathing and eating. So... I was thinking, and I also, immortality scares me. I mm-hmm. think it should scare anybody. So what's the perfect number? Like Tara said, you know, 5,000 years would be cool. I started way slower, and I, I was like a doubled lifespan, mm-hmm. like somewhere in between 150 and 200, but I enjoy that perfect health the entire time. So it's like double the enjoyment out of a life. So it, that third wish that I thought of would be something in regard to lifespan. And then... I was talking to the youngest uh, uh, slice brother of ours, the one who doesn't live with us. And he's, he's also, yeah, the G man. He's also very tall. Um, probably like six, two. I don't know. And he said like natural immortality, meaning can't die from pneumonia, can't get cancer. You're not even going to die of old age, but if you get hit by a car, you can die. If you, you know, get decapitated or shot, or, or if you kill your, like, let's say you go crazy from being immortal when you shoot yourself, you can kill yourself. So like any sudden extreme un, unnatural trauma can kill you. But if you just exist, you can't die. 
mm-hmm. which I liked that. That was a good compromise. But I mean, still around age 100, you're going to be pretty immobile for the most part. No, I, I what he and I sort of agreed upon was like that you can lock in that perfect age. Like whatever the perfect human age is, I it might be 30. maybe 30, <laughs> seriously, which, yeah. ooh, that's depressing because yeah. thinking about how old we are. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, or late 20s, early 30s. Lock it in and then be like, that's your peak physical form. And then you stay that way until, like I said, you get sick of it. You're like, oh, I got to jump in front of a bus. This yeah. is terrible. God. Oh, man. It would be, if I felt this way for the rest of my life, I'd be really happy about oh, it. Oh, so would I. Yeah. But that's not going to happen. Come on, it will. It, I think you and I are in tune enough with our bodies that I think at like mid-50s, you and I are going to be like the typical 40-year-olds. I think you and I, I believe that you and I have, are always going to be ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. But there's no chance of feeling like you're 30 when you're 70. Mm-hmm. I think those people are like one in a million. Yeah. They're out there. Yeah. But I don't think it'll be us. Who knows? Um, my fourth wish, I thought of it. Cool. Are you, um, it would be a superpower of some sort. Yes. Okay. <laughs> God. Mojo, dude. Cheers. Dope. He went for the he went for the fist bump. I went for the cheers. Alki. Hmm. Here. Oh wait. <laughs> Bang. There. We Double. we doubled it. Um so but what what superpower would it be? And I know, we've probably talked about this on another You episode. want mine? Yeah, what's yours? Yours is um teleportation, isn't it? No. No. The the one I am I have the biggest heart on for is Magneto. Oh, moving. controlling magnetism yeah. and, and and any kind of metal because it's like ultimately most things are made of metal <laughs> or they have some component of it. Like mm. you could achieve basically whatever you want in one form or another if yeah. you just got creative. Right. It, it's sort of like in the one X Men movie. I if, mm, I don't know if it's X Two or what. One of the original Brian Singer ones, but uh, he he's being kept in a plastic prison. And they inject the prison guard with iron or mercury, and he like pulls the and kills him yeah. by pulling it out of his Yeah, legs. I do remember oh, that. God, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so cool to kill people with. I metal want in to be blood. Ian McKellen. Basically. <laughs> okay. yeah. so, that's not a bad. That's not a bad wish. No, actually. he's pretty cool. Um, he's gay. I'd have to. Yeah, fuck that's you. true. Okay, I'm okay. <laughs> with let's it. do it. Let's do it. That's fine. What's your What's your power? I accept. Um. Who? I always so. I like to be a little unique with my with my superpower. I think that the easy ones are flying, teleporting, um, reading people's minds, or like you I know. Could, the, I wouldn't want that. I know that's scary too. Fuck that. But at choice, not that like it's not like what women want, where Mel Gibson yeah. just hears voices oh, all that, the time. That's a great movie. Great plug. That, it <laughs> might as well be a horror movie. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. that would be crazy. Um, I think that I I think breathing underwater would be really fucking dope. Mm. Um. But I wouldn't, I, but that's just, it's too easy for the genie to be like done, but like you still can't go like more than 20 meters under the pressure. water because the pressure would you'll kill get, you. You'll get the bends when you return. Exactly. You know, so, uh, so that one's, I, I've, I've thought about that one for a lot and I think that I've kind of reneged it a little bit. I'm, I'm kind of done with uh, the, the whole breathing underwater thing, especially because I had a friend who died from drowning, which right. kind of takes maybe, me away from it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Or maybe it influenced you. Who knows? But yeah. Let me throw one at you. Okay. Instead of uh, being able to read minds, what about like telekinesis? Right. Like using your mind to move things. Well, why? Cool. I was wondering why you wouldn't just choose that instead of magnet magneto powers. Like, why wouldn't you just want to be telekinetic? Period. Well, because I, I feel like there are there are certain differences that that sort of separate them. Like for for example, 
if you have telekinesis, I couldn't pull a bunch of metal together and make it into one solidified unit, or I couldn't manipulate it. I couldn't manipulate it into something other than what it was. You like mean I, just moving things, period. As telekinesis is just moving. Yeah, things. just moving. Yeah. Exactly. Not like warping Not and moving okay. things on like a molecular level mm. and restructuring. Like it's it's the trade-off is it's more specified, but there's a lot more you can do with it. Mm-hmm. And, and also like, uh, you know, Magneto can, f- quote, fly because he can alter magnetic fields and things like that. So yeah. it's like there's, there's a way around it whenever you have those like little caveats that you think. I fuck, I could put a baking sheet under my feet and fly around like the silver, silver surfer. <laughs> literally. That'd be amazing. Yeah. You're not Aladdin though. I don't think rugs have much metal in them. No, I could make a giant metal rug. No, <laughs> like, uh, sort of like Tara's watch band. It's yeah. that make it real big. Yeah. It'd be amazing. <laughs> It'd be so cool. Flatten it out to yeah. like something very small. As long as it's uh, malleable. I, I get it. And it's, it is a cool superpower. It's I, badass. I it. That's the other thing. Yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, I think teleportation would be dope. I mean, there's, totally. there's no doubt about it. It's cool. And not just being able to teleport, but like kind of having jumper teleportation where um, if you take, you can take somebody with you if you grab onto oh, them, yeah. you know, not just you. Well, um, and that's, that's OG fuck jumper. That's like Nightcrawler. Yeah. Nightcrawler can but that. Nightcrawler can only see, like do it to things that he's seen. Correct. Right? Correct. Yeah. So you would need to specify to the genie, like, I want to be able to teleport anywhere at any time. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't need to just see it. Good I want I want to, like, if I want to go to the top of the pyramids of Giza, I'm going. Yeah. Of course, the good news is in, t- in today's uh, technology, you could just FaceTime somebody in Egypt and be like, yo, show me the pyramids. <laughs> let, me see what you, let me see what you're working with over there. Yeah, exactly. So good, good old-fashioned topic. Agreed. And, and you're, I'm down uh, to get back to this. I'm not, I am too, and I'm also not one bit surprised that your money slash numbers answer was just so incredibly clutch. It's like you've been planning for this moment all your life. I haven't, and I promised you to the fans, uh, to the listeners, I that was completely oh, off yeah. the top of my head. Alex said, I'm not telling you anything about what we're talking about. Yep. I want to surprise you, yep. so there it is. So, Tommy, thank you for 100 episodes. I'm looking forward to the next 100. Thank you, Alex, and I'm... Uh, Proud to call you my best friend of 20 years. 20, Likewise. 21 years now. In September, do we start saying that? Is it 21 then? Yeah, yeah, Something yeah. Something like yeah. that? Thanks, bestie. Yeah. yeah.